Hi guys, my name is Sherry Karanja and I'm from CMBL. And today I'm joined by Janice, who is not only one of our really good friends, but she's also a therapist. And so she'll tell us a little bit about herself and then we'll get into the topic for today. Get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, I am Janice. I am currently um, a counselor in training and we'll be getting licensed here pretty soon to be a fully licensed, provisionally licensed therapist. Um, currently, I work in substance abuse and mental health, and I work primarily with like adolescents and some families, and like I absolutely love it. I've always been that person to be like the confidant for their friends um, and being a really good listener. And kind of growing up, I didn't feel like I had a voice, and I decided that I didn't want other people to kind of feel that way. Um, going through things and not having people to talk to and not having somebody to listen to you or getting um, guidance when it comes to like your mental health um, is very important so uh, and what I'm passionate about so um, just all of those things kind of made me the person that I am today and passionate about the career uh, field that I chose. Yay! Nice. All right so our topic for today is relationships and mental health or mental health and relationships. Now, we all want healthy relationships. I mean, I know I do. Um, <clears throat> and so a few years ago, when I was studying for my MCAT, I came across um, a concept called attachment theory, um, which describes the emotional bonds that we form um, between uh, us and our parents, so the child and the parent, and how they influence um, our relationships later on in life. And I thought that would be really interesting for you to go into today. I know that there are four different types. <laughs> there are four different types of relationships. Uh, sorry, not relationships. I was going to say relationship goals. That's how much my pot is in my head. Um, but, uh, the four different types of attachment styles and how they influence us and our relationships. So like you yeah, so like you said, the theory does come from like how you attach to your parents, and it's it's a very like in depth topic. So we don't keep it surface level and let people go and do their own research later. Um, but the four main styles are secure, avoidant, anxious, and then you have anxious and avoidant. Um, of course, secure is where everybody wants to be, and um, we'll kind of get to that later. Um, but when it comes to avoidant um it's more so it's not really high in anxiety but it's more so you're uncomfortable with um the closeness um you're comfortable being close to others you're still very um protected and you do find it difficult for you to depend on others and um you don't want people to necessarily depend on you because that's a little bit too much more uh, responsibility um you still want to be very like independent and like self-sufficient and so that could be really hard when it comes to being in a relationship because two people are supposed to kind of depend on each other while it is important for you to remain as a whole um it's still nice to know that hey this person can be um available when i need them but when you're in this avoidant test out you're kind of avoiding all of like the closeness and the intimacy that you would have in like a normally a normal like healthy um relationship that makes that person uncomfortable um 
when it comes to being um, anxious in your attachment style, uh, the anxiety is really, really high. And it's almost frantic in a sense mm-hmm. because it's like, I want to be close to you, but I'm still very insecure about the relationship at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I want you to want me like I want you, but then I got all these anxieties and fears that you don't want me and I'm going to be the one that ends up like in this relationship like by myself. So the person kind of moves I'll say the person can kind of move very sporadically. And I've also like been this person when it comes to the attachment just because of my fear of abandonment that I've had. Um, And so within friendships and relationships, it's always that worry or is this person going to leave me? So what can I kind of do to kind of keep them around? And um, you also struggle as if people are in it the same way, like as you. And it really makes you uncomfortable because it's like I want you to be close to me but then part of you like is afraid to give like your full self to these people because you really just don't know because you don't you're so unsure of the outcome and so that could be very very stressful and then when you when you are anxious and avoidant just (laughs) just completely messed up you completely messed up in a sense because like you are uncomfortable with the intimacy. You're worried about your partner if they understand you or love you. And you, I, it's, I feel like it's a very conflicting state mm-hmm. because you can be uncomfortable with getting close to somebody and then you find it difficult for you to trust and depend on somebody. Um, but then you'll worry like, what will I get hurt if I get close to this partner? So it's very... I feel like it's very kind of confusing <laughs> and it's not healthy. Like the avoidance, the anxious, the being avoided and anxious are very not healthy when it comes to relationships because of the uneasiness, because of the continuum back and forth that you would have. Um, and it's completely opposite of what it means to be like in a secure relationship and being comfortable um, and being very evenly balanced. Yeah. I have the word four. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, it's secure, avoidant, anxious, and then avoidant and anxious. So that's what Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so how can we go about resolving those issues that we have? So if I'm in anxious and avoidant or avoidant and anxious, how can I get to secure? Because like you said, secure is like where we want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how can we go about identifying the issues within ourselves? Um, to get to so I'm gonna use myself as a perfect example right <laughs> um, I because of my abandonment issues that I've had with like friendships or even in relationships um, I am very anxious when it comes to things and so it it really wasn't until probably this year in my life and I'm like in my 30s that I realized like you have issues with abandonment putting a name on certain things of why you act the way that you do because otherwise I felt like I was just acting on impulse or felt like I wasn't in control and so that I'm just acting out of frustration and it's like no I'm acting out of this fear that I have in my head whether it's rational or irrational that I am afraid of being abandoned um Mm. and that scares me and then I can be able to kind of identify with things because in relationships like yeah you want to be able to bring your whole self but that whole self is still going to be flawed 
Mm. But you need to at least be able to identify what those flaws are to be able to be worked on. And so, like I said, this is something that I probably struggled with my whole entire life. It's not going to go away the day I get into a relationship. It's not going to go away overnight. It's something that I'm probably going to have to continue to work at. So taking the responsibility upon myself to get myself together, get myself centered and be open and honest with my partner that I may struggle in this area. So this something, something that you may do may trigger me. Um, but I'm not asking you to fix that because this is something that I have to fix within myself. I'm just asking you to be patient mm. um, with me and be supportive. Um, because for me, I feel like it's something that is some, if, because these issues, well, not issues, our attachments come from your childhood. Like there are things you probably have to dig up and you have to talk about. And I believe that that is something that you should talk about with a professional um, that can handle it to be able to help you chronologically go through things that have made you to the adult that you are um, today. So that partner can be like, hey, I'll go to your first session with you or, you know, I'll help you research um, possible therapists or, you know, just checking on to see like, Hey, how did your session go? Not asking you to give me all the details, but do you feel like it was productive or, you know, that it was beneficial? Um, so I think a lot of accountability um, mm -hmm. should be given in the relationship. Like you are responsible to handle the things that you're going through. Mm -hmm. Your partner is amazing. Your partner is there to support you, but your partner is not there to fix every single thing that you're going through. And it's really not fair for you to put that expectation on that person. Um, because they're going through their own issues just as well as you. Wow, say that last point again. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like a lot of times we go into relationships thinking that the other person is supposed to fix us and that and not understanding that it is our responsibility to fix us and to fix mm -hmm. ourselves. Um, so I guess the, to sum up the gist of that last um, like last statement that you said is being self-aware it's so it's all it all boils down to being self-aware being self-aware mm -hmm. being self-aware of what you're bringing to the table because we're all bringing baggage but are you yes. cognizant of of the baggage that you're bringing and how will it influence and impact the other person um, mm -hmm. um yeah it's not fair to put those expectations because that person will never live up to their expectations right. Exactly, and um, then you're kind of setting your relationship to be built on build expectations, and that's not fair. That's completely the opposite of growth and personal growth. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Jamie's. Um, I really appreciate it. Hopefully, people will have some something to take away from this topic. Any no last problem? Huh? Any last words? work on yourself <laughs> amen um i i mean yeah i'm i always say know that triggers and i'm just being i'm joking around when i say it but it's just being honest of knowing um knowing what bothers you knowing what makes you happy knowing yourself is like the best thing that you can do for personal growth and for your real your friendships and relationships and work relationships it it, it just makes everything a little bit better because you are becoming more self-aware and you're more confident in yourself, which you'll portray that. You won't portray the insecurities. You won't portray the fear. You'll portray the, okay, I know myself. 
I know that I need work, but I'm still confident that I'm an amazing human being. Yeah. And, you know, and that I'm going to keep going. So, yes. Self-growth. All right. Thanks, guys.